Hello, everybody, and welcome to RPG Cast 486 for the week of January 5th, 2019. I'm Anna Marie Privetier. Hi, everybody. I haven't talked to you since last year. It's been so long. Yes, it has. Hi, Kelly. Hello. That's Hi, Chris. Kelly. I'm a Chris. Yes. Hi, Alice. Uh, so, are we taking bets on how long it takes for 2019 to go the same way that 2018 does? Oh, no. It's already in the toilet. I'm and sorry. The same way as 2017? Yeah. Hi, Alex. Kelly. So, before we get into our now playing, we. No, we, don't bring this up. We, we have to get it out of the <laughs> road, Chris. Because Alex it's won. The RP Gamer Staff Fantasy Football League. Uh, you won, you won. As you might be able to infer, Chris got second. And this is not the first year that you were in the finals, Alex, because... It's also year... not the first year I've got second. Chris is forever second. You shouldn't second. have been in the playoffs. I know, you I the worst record I everyone. know, I use a good site for helping me set my lineup, so... It's I made the mistake of beating Wales in the final week and letting you into the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Alex, on the other hand, had like what one loss the entire season? Yeah, I lost once. Yeah. Who did you lose to? I Did think you... it was Billy. It was... Okay. I was like, please tell me it wasn't Noodle. No. <laughs> Noodle's Billy's fantasy Billy's football. Usually one of the teams. Noodle's fantasy football um, strategy is amazing. She chooses all the players that are hot. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Isn't that, great? Isn't that the best? And sometimes it works. Yeah, she's actually had years that she's gone really far. It's like society sets up people for success who look nice. I, uh, I on the other hand, spent the entire season in the basement. Except I had this win streak that got me one win away from the finals, and I flubbed it. Yeah. So I finished ninth, which is the worst record I've ever had. How dare you? And you call yourself... I don't know. I I don't know what to... I messed up the joke. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So with that out of the way, Alex has his bragging rights. Now tell us what you've been playing. Okay. So I played and actually finished Joko Watch 3 because we got it early. Jelly. Joko Watch? Joko Watch. Oh, yo- oh, oh, wow. Man, I misheard that. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like a thing. All right, Yokai Watch Three yeah. is that like review copy then? No, that's released in Europe. In oh, because oh, because Europe is special with Nintendo and the U.S. isn't, right? Yep. Uh... Despite the game being basically set in America, because mm-hmm. it has basically Mulder and Scully. It has nothing to do with where it's set. It's wait, what? It, holds it has Mulder. It has a version of Mulder and Scully in it. Really? Yeah. Oh, I what are they called? screenshots of this. Oh, that's right. I remember now. Okay, that's cool. All right. And as yeah, and two uh, Yoko characters called Steve Jaws and Mark Orkerberg. <laughs> oh my gosh. <sighs> all I want to know is Jibanyan back, and Jibanyan's back. All right, good. That's all I need. Basically, basically the plot the. Very start of the game is the male hero Nate just gets sent to. It's not America because the localization sort of made that a slight issue. Because the localization of one and two basically tries to set the game in America, so they can't actually leave from Japan oh, to America. Come on, guys! <laughs> oh, this is why we should never do that. Never do that. 
So where you'd did have they... thought they'd have? You'd have thought they'd have learned about this with uh, Phoenix Wright. Oh, you know what? There's people who like that style of localization in Phoenix Wright. They're monsters. I yeah. like that style of localization in Phoenix Wright. You're a you're a wonderful person, and I'm gonna bite my tongue now. <laughs> no, just just say it. I'm a monster. <laughs> it sort of gets away with it, basically. Cause it sort of sends into basically either the the Midwest or the South, and everyone just speaks in a Southern accent. <laughs> just. And I mean, it's like I watch so realism isn't exactly the most important thing here. So, uh, okay. Do they have like full voice acting this time or anything special? Okay, there's songs. Does it feel more like the anime this time around? I haven't watched the anime, so I thought we. Well, what you see. All right. But what what's new? Is there anything new? Is it still. They've changed the the battle system. Okay, that's what. All right. Tell me. About it. So you still you still have three yokai active and three sort of yokai ready to swap in when you want, and they still do like their own actions. So they attack and heal stuff on their own accord. But now they're on like a three by three grid on the touch screen, so you can basically move them around and have like yokai protecting other yokai, etc. Things like that, and you get the. Whenever you attacks. say grids, I think of Mega Man Battle Network. That's not what you mean, though, right? No, it's like three by three grid, so basically a tic-tac-toe okay. thing. So you basically place the yokai on those, and then you can move them around to either like dodge, dodge special attacks from the enemies or sort of have them stand next to each other to get attack boosts and so forth. All right. That's yes. a thing. Yeah, I mean, the combat works well on bosses because you're actually paying attention a lot of time and you're actually still engaged in trying to make them do things and doing the special attacks and the this is to do a special attacks you have to do sort of a type mini game on a touch screen like you have to spin it around a load or um well, that's tap. the way it was before though right yeah so i think that's the same yeah so you've got that but it works well with the touch screen sort of making move around at the same time so you're still staying a bit more focused oh okay so i think that yeah the boss fights are a lot more fun some of the regular battles get a bit dull because they're the party's usually good enough to defeat them without too much input from the player. And this is still on 3DS, right? It's still 3DS, yeah. Jack Watch 4 is on Switch. Hmm. But that's not out in Japan yet, so... Hmm. And what else? The music's really good. I didn't know the music. There's also there's one boss battle where there's a break in it, so the boss can do an epic drum solo. Wait, really? Yeah. More games need to do that. Yep. Well, I guess there was that game recently on the Switch where you play as a drummer, so I guess that kind of counts. Uh, two of them, huh? Yeah, all right. Well, so Yokai is back and better than ever, or kind of just like, yeah, it's Yokai and they changed a few things so I can see myself playing through it again? Yeah, I think probably probably the latter. I, mean, okay. I, really, I really enjoyed it. I think it took me about. 43 hours. So there, wow. there, is quite, there is quite a bit of padding in it, to be fair. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I forgot to mention that, but there's basically two heroes which you switch between. Okay. So there's, there's the knight who's in like the new city, and then there's a new hero called Haley who's in the Springdale. Are there lots of um, reused jokes from the other games, or is it all... Um, not really. I mean, Haley's 
Haley's a really like different character. She's incredibly hyperactive and eager about doing stuff, so she's quite entertaining. Now, wasn't there a second protagonist in the previous game too? There was. She makes no canonical appearance in the game. Oh, okay. But there, there are a couple of side quests where she appears, but they're like to do with parallel universes where like she is the main protagonist. But yeah, nothing in terms of the actual. I do love the real story. We have casual parallel universes showing up, you know, because yeah. why not? <laughs> All right. Is there still like a. I mean, it's Joko Watch, but by the time you get to that point, other crazy stuff has happened. So in, in America, is there any different story to where you get the, the New York eyes out of? Is, the, is there. Like in the. I remember. So. I'm speaking of this as a position of never playing a Yokai Watch game, but isn't there like a stone uh, gotcha machine that you put coins into to get Yokai out of, or is that not a thing? In... There is, but that's only for you only get a small percentage of them from that. Most of them you sort of either go and beat up, okay. and then they want to become your friends afterwards, or you get them through like story stuff. But do they have that machine in, uh, in the machi- quote unquote America? There, there, yeah, there is a version <laughs> of the machine in America. Okay. I wanted to know if they like changed it to like now you get them as McDonald's prizes or something. Nah, it's still it's a similar machine. Right. When can we look forward to a review on that? Or is there that is now? one. It's up now. That that's pretty yes. fast. You have such a quick turnaround, man. Well, I think I started it mid January, so. Well, I just meant from the point of me asking for it. No. Oh yeah. yeah! Oh yeah! So, I just typed it. Boom! Typed done. It Four yeah. out of five. Wow! All right. Hannah's really gonna want to play this. Yeah. <laughs> she just shouted yeah. at me from the other room. I have it pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, it's definitely a lot of fun. So. Oh, good. Like this whole game as well. That is totally out. Scully and Mulder. Wow. Oh yeah. Wow, there's no there's no apologies on that one. All right, cool. What else you been playing? Oh, my time at Porsche. My time at Porsche. All right. Yep. Is that a farming is, sim? I don't remember. Sort of. It's farm. It's more of a crafting sim than farming sim, but there's farming involved as part of that. So yeah, it's it's one of those life sim games. I think is probably the best way to say it. Life sims. Hmm. Yep. But I see planting crops and petting chickens, so... Yeah, that's part of it, although it's not as big a part. Part of it is more about the crafting and building things. Because you're a... Oh, is this thing online? No. Oh, I'm just seeing tons Single of player. people names, so... Yeah, no, they're the NPCs, I think. Oh, alright. But yeah, you're museum. basically... A builder who sort of comes to the town of Porsche and you basically fulfill requests and help build up the town and so forth. So you sort of expand by building bridges so you can go to new places. Building bridges. Mm-hmm. Nothing yep. symbolic there. Nope, not at all. But it's uh, it's actually set in a post-apocalyptic world. What? With where, llamas? Yeah, it's off. Yes, with llamas. All right. It's it's quite a long time after the apocalypse, so like nature and all that's all so recovered. Like Fallout seventy six has already happened, and people have forgotten about it. So yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's more that like you don't have phones and so forth, so all the technology's gone. But you do have uh, three wheel cars that you can build. Hmm. 
that's part that's part of the missions you have to build a set of cars you can get around with which unlocks the more fast travel options so it's actually quite neat how all the stuff you build gets used in the game itself it's in early access at the moment and i think it's releasing early the full release is early 2019 so it's coming out soon but I've been I've been really enjoying it. It's very easy to get like license. It's very easy to get sucked in for I think, hours at a time. Just going to like okay, I'll just do one more day, and then you get hooked. Just mining, mining and finding things while mining, building a new project, or doing stuff for the NPCs and so forth. It's, it looks like you can make a giant soup in the fountain in the center of town or something. That looks cool. Well, it turns green, but it's not a good thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, you have to fix that when it happens. <laughs> well, don't drink that then. And you ride llamas. You can ride llamas. Can I haven't ridden the llama yet. Oh, okay, all right. I need, to, I need to get a llama so I can ride it. All right. Can you have kids and stuff? I'm not sure about kids. I know you can get married. All right. But obviously it's a life sim, so of course you can get married. But no, otherwise I've been... Really enjoying it, so it's easy to get sucked into the actual the music and like the place itself. Wandering around is really nice. It's nice and it's very colourful, but it's really enjoyable to get be involved in. So, and all, looks- the, all the gameplay is fairly it's very straightforward gameplay. The crafting systems straightforward to do everything, but it's sort of fairly deep in terms of how stuff gets built. You can collect resources and use them to build like other resources, so you can get sort of iron ore then you can make that into an iron bar and then maybe into like a steel sheet afterwards or something like that mm-hmm. so. there's lots of neat things about are the it. recipes in the game or do you have to memorize them um, you, ca- you get to there's some um, food cooking you have to memorize Mostly, well actually cooking you sort of have to experiment with and figure out yourself by everything else you sort of research or get given recipes to you have a you sort of have a book which lets you add more or more recipes to it and building things and that's for the main quest quest items or the sort of tools that you develop for yourself while other things sort of unlocked by upgrading the tools that you have so if you if you build yourself a fancy a fancier furnace and you get unlock new types of metal to work with. Cool. That's it. But no, I think that's it's one that's definitely worth looking out for, especially if you like far, uh, life sims or farming sim style games, because it's really good and it's a nice sort of 3D take on it rather than the top down view that most of them have. Yeah. Hmm. And yeah, apart from that, I've started playing 428 Shibuya Scramble. So Pascal played that a while ago, and I remember him liking it. So you liking it? I really like it. Yeah, I know Josh. Josh really likes it as well. It. I think my Josh. I think my Josh who played it. But All yeah. Right. Well, somebody on this show. He... On mm-hmm. this show. <laughs> all right. But yeah, it's very cool. I really like how it like uses photos for all the. Visual novels and the acting's really funny and a lot of it. Yeah. I think I'm only a, I'm only a couple of chapters in so far, so I still got loads to play, but So are you liking the presentation style or is it too static? 
I'm like the Penn Station style because like all the actors do like really good jobs and make it. There's lots of entertaining photos as part of it, so okay. it works pretty well. The only thing that I don't like is sometimes the photos and text don't mesh too well. Yeah, it's all white. It's white text with a black border oh, on photos wow. that can be a bit too light to actually read it Got easily. You. That's the only only problem I have with it. That's fair. But the the, the writing's excellent. The how everything connects is entertaining. And you you get a lot of uh, funny bad ends where I think I think the one entertaining one I have was um, the guy gets given a sample from one of the other characters and then he gives that to another character and it sort of knocks him out of commission so you get a bad ending. Ah. So then you have to go back and find a way to not not give have the sample them. given to the person. Yeah. Oh goodness. It's neat how all that works. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's pretty much it from what I've been playing. Sure. You really wanted to play this, Chris, and then it had the unfortunate um, circumstance of coming out the same day as Dragon Quest Eleven. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have, I still have it, and I do want to play it. Yeah, I it's just, it's like sitting right by the PS4. There's so many games that are in that category of, I really want to play this. Yeah, that's true. Hey, Alice, what have you been playing over the last couple weeks? Oh, man. So, um... I'm skipping over the fact that I got a Switch for Christmas, thanks to Yay, my incredible... Switch Miss! Chris Yay. got a Switch Miss, too! Thanks to my incredibly generous uh, future mother-in-law. Um, Tina, if you ever actually listen to this, thanks very much. Me and David very much appreciate it, even though he has barely played it. <laughs> it's mostly been me. Um, this doesn't and... sound familiar at all. <laughs> and even though while we do have... Uh, what is what would what would you say the Holy Trinity? Uh, Mario Odyssey, Breath of the Wild, Smash Brothers. Yes. Yeah, I'd say so. I'm just trying to think. Do we have anything? Oh, yeah. We, <laughs> we haven't actually got that yet. Um, we hmm. got the one that came with Mario Kart. Um, David bought Smash Brothers, and we got Breath of the Wild for Christmas. Uh, and I bought David Mario Odyssey as well. Nice. So Good uh, we did indeed have a Switchmas and a very merry Switchmas. Although the only thing I've got to say is, OK, so I the most amount of time I've put into anything has probably been Smash Brothers. But, you know, I'm, I really like Smash Brothers. I've been playing it a lot since, it, well, the original on the N64, thinking about it. Um, but did they have to do the character unlocks the way they did? Yeah, I hated that. Um, I found that the best way to do it was to play classic mode, um, where you just do six battles and then fight Master Hand or whoever. And there was always at least one challenge after that. And did you know that you could refight? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, I know. I, the way I did it was I just occasionally did like um, some single player matches. Um, I did the classic mode for several characters, and eventually I just um, I got a code for one year of Switch Online, and eventually I just started unlocking characters by playing online. Yay! Um, so I recently I throw it... characters in that in that game at you. Yeah, so I think it was about three days of three, four days ago. I unlocked some um, Palutena. Who is apparently like the last character you unlock, pretty much regardless of which route you take to unlock her. Uh, so I do now have the entire character roster, at least. 
And we should probably explain how unlocking characters works. Everyone is here. Everyone is here. So you have two options in depending on which way you want to unlock characters. There is a huge single player mode called Light World. Spirits. World of Light. World of Light. World of Light. And if you unlock a character in World of Light, you unlock it everywhere in the game. Alternatively, you can play through the classic style of Switch mode, which, as Alice mentioned, is several challengers, a boss, and then you get to unlock somebody. If you do it that way, you don't unlock them in World of Light, but you do unlock them everywhere else in the game. Yeah. See, I didn't realize that it worked like that at Listen, all. I've gotten challenges for characters by just exiting out to the menu screen. Yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous. Alternatively, <laughs> anytime you play online, when you exit back out to the menu, you have a fairly high chance of being challenged. The way it seems to the way people have suggested it seems to work is if the game has been restarted recently, it was kind of coded in such a way that the game would always try and reward you with getting a new character. So even if you just do a, a single match with like one stock and the match ends in 10 seconds, if it's the first match you've played since turning the console on, you will very likely get a new challenger. Mm. Or sometimes I think it depends on which characters you have left to unlock. There's some kind of Byzantine like unlock tree for which characters unlock who faster and i don't really care to them how it works but it isn't hard to unlock characters but no, it is random consuming. and it can be very time consuming if you're the kind of person who plays smash brothers as one very specific character if you're a politana main i'm sorry just i'm sorry <laughs> You're not going to be unlocking her for a while. Stick with Pit. So, and it, it feels like that they really nerfed Pit this time around because in Smash Wii he was my main, and this time around I feel like I can't wreck stuff nearly as bad with him. Yeah, such as the Pendulum. I remember playing the original Smash Brothers on N64 where Kirby was an overpowered, you know, little puffball. I've only been playing Kirby so far. That's, I just uh, started playing him in the uh, single player, and that's all I've been doing is playing all of single player with Kirby. And it's like I'm learning ways to use Kirby that I never knew before, and I'm also terrible at every other character because of that. So I don't know if my strategy is really working, but I feel like Kirby is the true hero in my game. <laughs> I mean, the game is still made by... Soccer partially yeah. made... Yeah. Well, by how by Labs and stuff, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So the, Kirby's yeah, their so, man. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and Sakurai and, is like, Kirby is my child. And also, you start, when you start the World of Light, the only character you have access to yeah. is Kirby. Yeah. That's and I like. love the explanation. The star goes fast. No, he, he, mm -hmm. you have to be able to warp. So you need to be able to yeah, but change from one space to another there space. There are multiple characters there that are go three boom. three characters who can do that. And Kirby, Palutena, and I forget who the other one is. But like there's a full, full explanation for this, and the other two just didn't do it right, and Kirby did, so he survived. So yeah, the real answer is Sakurai <laughs> is daddy to Kirby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so who did you main most of World of Light with? Because I, you know, I started with Kirby, and I actually went the Marth path because. Um, I do better with the Fire Emblem characters. And then as soon as I unlocked Captain Falcon, I mained him for like the majority of it until I unlocked Cloud. Um, I can't remember which path I took, actually. I mean, 
if I looked at it now, that my chosen character is the me sword fighter. I think. Huh. Yeah, don't ask. Don't ask. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. confused to <laughs> anybody else. So the amiibo fighters I... seem to be really popular in multiplayer. What, what? the? Oh, the me fighters. Yeah, sorry, that's it. I haven't actually seen one. Oh my gosh! So we we watch. Um, one of the other staffers um, on our for RP Gamer, uh, Peter Thomas, he plays Smash a lot. He play. He, I see and streams it. I see me fighters all the time. Well, yeah. Well, he quite me. possibly play plays at a different level to no, the rest of us. No, he doesn't. No, no, because <laughs> I've beaten him many times. <laughs> he sucks just as much as everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um. So here's the thing. Um. I have a lot of trouble in uh, in the single player dealing with ranged matches with Kirby, because um, like there there'll be these matches that are set up that like if you get close to the enemy they're just gonna smash you, and and I'm terrible at dodging, and I can't do anything basically against these guys. So I think I need to learn a character that has ranged options. So I'm looking for a recommendation. And then I'm going to uh, find out I don't wolf? have any of them unlocked. Well, I might have Wolf. All right. I'll, I'll try Wolfers. Are you going to Wolf? I'm going to say I... <laughs> I... I was going to say, I. you know, even characters that were ranged, I either equipped a spirit that had a, like a blaster or a gun or something, or just, you know, Falcon punched him, or Falcon dashed him like right in the face. Like, what did you do against like the, the, uh, the board that was themed on Earthbound's Jeff, and it was just, like, three squid kids oh, just God, destroying you. Oh, God, that one. <laughs> um, you have to get something, like, one of the spirits that's, like, a Franklin badge yeah. that reflects all projectiles. But So I've had a Franklin badge, and I don't know what it... I never understood what it did, and it didn't seem to help me. So I was using uh, it wrong? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, there, there's like one sub-spirit that you can get that reflects pretty much all the projectiles, and there's a bunch of them that you have to use like that. Like any of them that have the curry power, that uh, boss flame, you have to use that one. Okay. Hmm. But yeah, the, the Jeff one was the one that I had the trouble with the most. The big boss one early on where you're fighting against a uh, zero suit Samus on on like a I think like a poison floor or something Mm. I had them I had a lot of trouble with but I I noticed that a lot of those early four star spirits are really difficult and then as you progress through the game they get significantly easier yeah Yeah. I about wrecked my thumbs on this game over the holiday break by the way did you finish single player? Yeah, yeah. Um, I got, I hundred percent rolled flight. Um, uh, yeah, no, I've I've not got anywhere close to that. Chris is stuck on some Yoshi fight. I'm, yeah, I'm not even close to it either. So. I, I, <laughs> I found that if you're like really beating your head against a fight, like go to another spot on the board and get some more stuff, and then come back to it. No, I, I get that. It's just I want to learn to get good, and so I try to do the hard stuff. And they tell me I'll get more rewards for it, and then I finish it, and I don't get a lot of rewards, and I just feel bleh. So maybe I should... You'll get there. Yeah. 
<laughs> or you could do like I did and just say, you know, Captain Falcon and f- cheese it the whole way through. Cause oh, how do you he, cheese so... him? What's his thing? <laughs> Um, basically the Falcon Dash and, um, Falcon Punch. Yeah. Which, if you, if you time it right, you can pretty much one-shot anything with the Falcon Punch. Okay. Falcon Punch. Yeah, I heard... It's it's cuter when Kirby does it. I I heard it way too much. Most of the times I died in, uh, World of Light wasn't because I got defeated, it was because I Falcon dove right off a ledge. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, I like watching people do that. I, I do it all the time. It is so it is so embarrassing. I'm so glad nobody whenever, was actually... Whenever I die in that game, Anna just cackles. And it's I really do. disheartening. It's amazing. Especially if I like do Kirby's up B and like right down in the bottom of the screen. And it's like, well, great. Now she's going to laugh at me. <laughs> And it was really bad, like, when I was playing with Peter online, because I'm playing on the console, so I would know that I'm going to die before it shows up on the stream we're watching that, that she's looking at, like, Anna, you're going to laugh at me. <laughs> like, it happens, she's like, ha 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 It's like, thanks, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what else have you been playing besides Smash Face, uh, Alice? So- um, this will probably, uh, I know because Chris usually asks me about this one, but um, the... Have, yet, have you been yet, delivering any missiles? Yay! No, not that oh. one. It's, oh. It's the, right, it's the inevitable, gigantic reworking of a significant game mechanic in Stellaris. Stellaris now? Okay. I was going to yeah, say, are we talking about Fantasy Star or what are we doing? All right. No, no, it's the it's that bit where they take a they they do a major uh, like point X patch and you know a drastically rework section of the game. Um, so two point two point one two point two, I think it's two point two Le because they name all their patches after sci-fi authors. Um, they have completely changed how planetary construction works, like completely. So previously. Um, planets in Stellaris for your space empire had um, like this kind of like grid-based layout of up to 25 spaces indicating how big the planet was. Um, and you could place buildings into those slots and there were occasionally things like adjacency bonuses and things like that. And your population was represented by a, a unit of population in each one of those spaces that grew over time. Uh, the largest planet size was 25, a 5 by 5 grid um so the maximum number of like the maximum population you could have on any one planet was 25 um with patch 2.2 they've completely reworked how that works um all planets now have um a four by four grid that take um mostly like upgrade buildings and things like that um the planet size now determines the number of districts you can build, which don't take up any space. Uh, and there's now an entire job system where um, each building provides a certain number of jobs that usually turn one resource or generate a resource or turn one resource into another. Um, so they've like increased the number of resources that you need to build things um, and sort of reworked how you obtain those resources and generally made it a little bit more complex. Um 
it did take a little while for me to get take or sort of get my head around and i kind of ran my economy into the ground a couple of times kind of figuring out how this whole thing worked generally speaking bugs aside i think it has made the game a lot more interesting to play it also means that populations on your planets can now reach however much however much many you have room for uh one of the things that so the they also released an expansion alongside this big rework called megacorp which introduces a corporate government type uh, which has its own mechanics involving things like opening branch offices and things like that. Um, uh, one of the one of the things that you can do is uh, you can now build city planets, like that famous one from Star Wars. Coruscant? Somewhere. Yeah. Just an entire planet that's covered by one gigantic city. Excellent. Neat. Um, and those can take... If you build lots of um, residential districts on those, you can have population numbers into like the sort of 400 region. So whereas planets were previously capped at 25, these numbers now go far higher and you can put them all into jobs and these planets can prove very, very profitable for your empire. But they have uh, no oxygen. Sorry? <laughs> they, they should have no oxygen. Well, yeah. <laughs> Um, and the other thing is it kind of introduces that kind of, there's a sort of very sci-fi well, more sci-fi flavor in the, um, the way a lot of space empires are kind of depicted in, um, science fiction is they often, there are often things like, uh, refinery worlds or, um, farm worlds, bread baskets where lots of food is produced and you can now kind of create those kind of worlds inside Stellaris, which is pretty cool if you ask me um so yeah gigantic rework lots of stuff uh none of your save files will work anymore uh start again build up from the from the ground up do it all again it's quite a lot of fun now would highly recommend but obviously the sales are over now so you know if you didn't buy it at christmas bad luck <laughs> um uh played some warframe um because no you know, you and Warframe. They they had hey. a big expansion recently. Oh, did they? Yeah, I did talk about uh, the Fortuna expansion on my. Uh, I think the last time I was in the cast. Um, but there, there's there was the part two of the Fortuna expansion, which I haven't really gotten to yet because I don't have the reputation to start the mission for it. Um, but they did also prime my favorite Warframe. So oh, and so there is now a prime version of Mesa the Gunslinger. Mm-hmm. Um, for extra bling, uh, I really like Mesa. Mesa is the best, and I have a Mesa Prime, and that's basically what I've been leveling recently. Fair enough. Um, and the other game I played was uh, one that I picked up during um, the Steam Winter Sale uh, called Project Hospital. Now, I know I discussed previously um, on the cast about Two Point Hospital, which was... Yeah. Um, basically theme the hospital. indie game yeah uh -huh. so it's theme hospital made by the same developers but in 2018 yeah um it's two point hospital actually uh, sorry project hospital actually came out around the same time and it's basically um well it's a hospital simulator but it's a serious hospital simulator oh it's not silly like um two point no no, they kind of let Two Point have the silliness, and they they took theirs like completely one hundred percent seriously. 
So all of the people who come in, you know, it, it's a more realistic, slightly more realistic art style, um, a lot more in-depth um, building. Um, your hospital can have multiple floors. Your hospital also ha- can have up to three, four, four, eight different departments covering different kinds of medicine. Um, it is pretty complicated, and it, well, the patients do die easier, but that's because they've got very serious problems. Like myocardial contusions. Yeah. That sounds a little more serious than I don't want to play this. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, this is like, all of them, the uh, the illnesses that I've seen appear in here are all real. Let's go back to light bulb head. Yeah. So, you know, if you don't like hospitals, this is not the game for you. <laughs> if you like. Apparently. Um, despite my, uh, my own medical history, I'm kind of okay with it. Cool. But yeah, um, it does also mean that you will need to hire janitors because your hospitals can get a little bit on the bloody side. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I mean, you're, you're shipping you're shipping in people who've been involved in serious road accidents. There's mm-hmm. going to be some blood. I just prefer pukey hospitals from Theme Hospital. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> so, and while I have played some other stuff, uh, those are kind of the main ones. Um, I have also been uh, getting back into Final Fantasy XIV recently because uh, Blue Mage Ooh. is out next week, and they're they're, gun, they're uh, gearing up for their last uh, big expansion for the, or the big patch push of this expansion, I should say. Yep. Yep. So uh, patch the first part of patch three point five, four point five comes out. I think it's next week on Tuesday. Um. Which is, uh, yeah, going to introduce Blue Mage. On the 8th, so yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. Please look forward to it. Please look forward to it. (laughs) All right, that's been done. Yeah. Well then. Anything else, Anna? That we need to... Yeah, we haven't talked about what Kelly's played. (gasps) Oh, yes. Um... Back to Smash Talk real quick. I gotta say. <laughs> but ignore that for a second. <laughs> no, no, wait, wait. I, I love that when um, Pokemon Sun and Moon was announced and when they released in Incineroar that people had a, a crap fit over his design and how ugly and stupid he looked. And now that he's in Smash, people love him. Mm-hmm. You clearly do not hang around many furry communities. Oh, no, I hang around lots of furry communities. Even some of the furries I knew were upset about uh, Incineroar for some weird reason. Like, I guess they just wanted a normal quadrupedal cat. No, I, I've I've seen some Incineroar stuff. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. I've seen things. <laughs> But, I mean, Incineroar's gotten so popular that you can't even find his plush on the Pokemon Center uh, store anymore. I'm Which not a I'm, big I'm... fan of Incineroar. I don't oh, think he I, looks I, that good. I, I love him. Okay. I, I got... Uh, my husband got me an Incineroar plush, plush for Christmas last year, and then yes, this year he got me the uh, Zorora plush, the Thunder Kitty. Ah, oh, Okay. Now I ship them too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you see you yes. in the ba- basement playing. Rawr, I'm Incineroar. I'm Debrara. Ooh, you look cool. Oh, you look cool too. Oh, let's go out. Okay. 
you are not wrong. I'm not wrong. Okay. All right. <laughs> wow, Chris. Just wow. But um, aside from you know breaking my thumbs playing Smash, um, I did not realize that Bowser's Inside Story was going to be out like next week. This yep, week, this yeah. week. Or this week. So I decided that I wanted to play through Superstar Saga first because I got that for Christmas last year, and I hadn't really. I hadn't played the original Game Boy version in years, so I've been kind of blo- trying to blow through Superstar Saga, Superstar Saga right now. And I just got to the part where the Bean Star smashed into four pieces, and I, I, I love, yeah, I, I love uh, the Mario and Luigi series so much. That that's one of those games that if if. I need kind of a palate cleanser because I'd been playing a little bit of um, Diablo Switch, and that's been a little bit on the dark side, so it's been nice playing uh, Superstar Saga to have a palate cleanser. And just all of the animations and Mario and Luigi and their little voices and stuff are really cool. Here we go. Okay. 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 Uh, I'm a I'm a Luigi. Wait, that's not. <laughs> that's more like it. In 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 one of the scenes where he goes through kind of a wild ride with a barrel, and then after he gets out of the barrel, he like hu- hugs Mario, crying. I laugh so hard. That's how <laughs> cute that game is. So I've been I've been playing through that, and then I. Because it's the last game technically in the timeline, um, I started Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance. Uh, why would you? Why would you do that to yourself? I didn't hate that game because you have and... the collection, and you're like, I'm going to play all the games in this collection. Yeah, I, I played through um, Kingdom Hearts like one and two a couple of years ago, you know, when I was still thinking that the game was going to be out soonish. <laughs> and then try, and then tried to do dreamed up distance on the, uh, 3ds. And I just couldn't do it. Just, that wasn't a very good 3ds game, but playing through it on the PS4 and actually having like actual dual stick controls and stuff has been nice. And I don't think that that particular game is very long because there's only like a handful of worlds. I'm in the Fantasia world right now. And that's like the, I think like the second to last one, you know, aside from any hidden worlds that I don't know about. It's, it's, it's been a while. And the, the funny thing about Dream Drop Distance is that that's the one that, uh, it, has the summary of pretty much all the rest of the games in the series as you play through the game. So you can kind of read through TLDR versions of, you know, all the other games. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah. I didn't realize it was the timeline game. Um, yeah. Which, don't you get like a timeline in this collection too, or no? I, I can't remember. And, I don't and this know. is. Oh. This is the individual game. I didn't get the story oh. so far collection. I've. I've like bought these piecemeal over the course of a couple of years because my um, like 1.5 and 2.5 collections are on the PS3. Okay. And and yeah, I mean, 
I, I know Kingdom Hearts is convoluted and stuff like that, but I don't care. I am looking so forward to three. It's not even funny. Um, I told my husband that he, he's going to have to, that I'm making him basically watch me play the opening tutorial. Um, part, part of the reason why is because, like, the, me, the reason why me and my husband pretty much, like, started hanging out was because of Kingdom Hearts 2. Oh, yeah. Like, we, w- we went and picked up the pre-order together, and that's why we started hanging out and dating. So, my brain Aww. has been kind of, <laughs> yeah, my brain has been kind of filled with all sorts of Kingdom Hearts-related memories and stuff like that. And I'm probably going to, like, cry when the opening movie So, a rejection of Kingdom Hearts 3 is a rejection of you, is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. No less. pressure, Vaughn. <laughs> yeah. No, no pressure. <laughs> but the, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been playing like some Christmas stuff, but not really enough to report on it. You know, a little bit of Diablo three here and there, but I, it, I honestly thought I was gonna play Smash, get two battles in, and get bored and pick up something else, and then that's that's what I ended up playing over the entirety of the holiday break. <laughs> That works. Yeah. So you should talk about what you've been playing, Chris. Me? Uh, I got a Switch for Christmas. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, and uh, I've been playing lots of Switch games. Did did You should talk about the, the little trick that I played on you. I don't even know what I, I played, played on you. The, the trick you played? Oh, Anna's been uh, inspired by YouTube videos where people get boxes of video game systems without the video game system in them. <laughs> so she did that to me. So the Switch box had like everything except the Switch in it. And I was like, I was excitedly opening the Switch box. I'm like, I get my Switch. I might start playing this while people are opening presents. And then the box part inside the box with the Switch had no Switch. So I was like, well, I could plug in the dock. Instead, that... it had Valkyria Chronicles 4, because it turns <laughs> out that Switch game boxes are the exact same size as a Switch. Yeah. <sighs> you you got to be careful doing that stuff. My husband started kind of a family incident doing that with his brother in an Xbox. Oh, boy. <laughs> and, and what he did was he put like $400 worth of gift, or like he put gift cards or something in there so that he could have got an Xbox if he wanted, but mm-hmm. that was such a whole drama thing. <laughs> I'm sorry, if you get a box full of $400 of gift cards, the idea of being upset about that is, that's kind of on you. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm going to kind of be with Chris on this one. <laughs> Maybe, I, I guess it depends how it went down, but anyway. It, um, <laughs> it didn't go down well. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> All right, so I'm sitting here looking at my Switch. What was I playing before the Switch, Anna? Um, I I dabbled a little bit in Fire Emblem Awakening, just continuing to progress that a little bit. And then I wasn't playing much at all. I was just working hard. And I was like, I'm going to relax during Christmas. So I relaxed during Christmas and did nothing but SMT on my iPad up till Christmas. Um, then I got my Switch, and it's been Switch Miss since then. It's like... All right, the dam broke. I got some gift cards. I had some money saved up. And it's like time to download all these Switch games that I've been wanting all year that are on sale now. So um, here's what I, I did. Um, I picked up Hollow Knight. Um, someone gifted me Sega Genesis Classics. You're I, welcome. Thank you. I, so I uh, 
I uh, well, two people gifted me Sega yeah. Genesis Classic. Yeah, oops. <laughs> <laughs> um, I picked up Into the Breach, which I haven't played yet, and Battle Chasers Nightwear, which I haven't played yet, and Shovel Knight Trevel- Treasure Trove, which was on sale and I hadn't played yet. Um, someone gifted me uh, SNK 40th Anniversary Collection, which is really cool. And um, I already had the NES online pass, so I had a bunch of NES games on there. Um, and then, all right, so I, I've tr- all right. Ugh, I should probably talk about ones I've actually tried as I've gone through this. SK 40th Anniversary Collection. Um, I'm not familiar with most of these games, but there's some sm- shmups in there, and I picked up one of those switch- flip switches, the thing that holds your switch but vertically, so you can play shmups on it vertically. So I'm going to play through those with that. I just haven't done it yet. Um, the NES thing, I like the NES cartridges, especially the ones that like give you hacks like and start you in Zelda with all the powers and um, uh, is it Gradius? With like all the power ups and stuff it's too, the, and stuff like that. It's the little pew pew ship one. Yep, yep. Um, and there's other uh, Doctor Mario, like right before the true end credits, where you get to see the UFO come and take the viruses away. Um, stuff like that. They're so really cool. aliens. They're aliens. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Other games I pick up: Starlink, Battle for Atlas. Um, this is not what I expected from Starlink, and I'm playing it with uh, on the Switch because I want to play a Star Fox. I don't really give a crap about the original characters in that game, and it seems like that's the right approach to take because playing a Star Fox is way cooler than their original um, emo dude. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's cool so far, and it sounds like I get to do a lot of grinding for resources on a planet and building up upgrades, which is the kind of crap I like to do. So that's cool, but I haven't delved into it much yet. Um, I picked up Kiro Blaster, which is from the Cave Story guy, and that plays super well. Um, I might be near the end of it, but it got really hard, so I'm not done just yet, but I've I've upgraded a bunch of stuff. Um, and maybe I'm not actually at the end of it, because, um, you know, uh, uh, reveals and stuff. Um, point is, bugs are bad, and you need to get the bugs out of the system. So, And you're a frog, and you walk around, you, you, you blast stuff, and you can upgrade all your blasters, and you have really cool weapons, so that's real fun. Kiro Blaster. Um, a short game, well, I think it's short, and... Um, a fun game and very easy to get into. Talk about a palate cleanser. You don't have to think much. You just shoot stuff and then replay the level and, and get more stuff to upgrade with. Um, Yoku's Island Express. This is pinball, but a Metroidvania. <laughs> it's really cool so far. I'm wandering around uh, unlocking uh, powers and um, opening doors by collecting fruit and paying the price to open doors. And then I have my little dung beetle guy, and he's a postman, and I have to deliver mail across an island, and it's a cool idea. And so far, it's cool. I hear it can get um, a bit long in the tooth towards the middle of the game, but I'm not at that point yet. So Yoku's Island Express, so far, so good. Um, Let's see. Uh, I did download Fortnite just to say I have Fortnite, but I haven't played it. Um, I was really tempted to put that on your machine just to kind of rub it in your face, but I decided against it. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, so I, guy, but. I I stole Chris's password before mm-hmm. Christmas, and the this reason the cool part, yeah, the reason that I pulled the switch out of the box is because I updated it and I transferred all of his uh, profile. Yeah, that was real nice. But we haven't played People... with game sharing much yet. We need to do that still. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Hey, good good on you for doing that. People need to do that with uh, system gifts. I do that for my sister whenever she buys her kid a new system for Christmas. Like, sh- ship it to my house. I'll make sure it's updated, patched. 
so the, charged. So I am such a computer nerd that actually updating and installing crap is half the fun for me. So it's not a big deal to me. However, it was really nice, and I felt very loved to have my system ready to go as soon as I opened it up. So thank you, Anna. That was amazing. You're it, welcome. It's like that white glove service, you know. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, right, not done yet. Um, I installed the Octopath Traveler prologue demo because Anna's really been enjoying that game, but she'll talk about it more. Um, and I put YouTube on there. Who cares? Uh, Smash. I've been playing lots of Smash, uh, but not as much as you two. Um, so I need to play more. Um, I'm just enjoying going through single player. Uh, I wanted to unlock every character only via single player, but I made the mistake of playing online once and exiting the menus, and all of a sudden I've got other characters unlocked because I did that a couple times. So, um, But other than that, yeah, I've just been focusing on single player with Kirby, and I really need to learn some more characters. And um, I just... I'm, my old strategy of just playing Pikachu, like from back in the day, I don't think that works in modern Smash because I don't think Pikachu is a very good character nowadays. Um, but uh, maybe I just need to relearn Pikachu too. So maybe. Um, Human Resource Machine I've been playing. Um, that is a programming game. And it is literally about writing code <laughs> on the Switch. Um, it, it's like, different interfaces and different systems. But here it's a touchscreen game um, or a pointer-based game. So that's awful. So I use the touchscreen mode. And, uh, yeah, it's about <laughs> you are working your way up an organization, and every uh, stage is a more complex p computer program you need to write. And it's like, hey, here's these numbers on the left. You need to make do these things that we've told you, and they put them out on the right. And uh, it's all about in, copy to, copy from, add, subtract, um, store over here, um, jump if negative, jump if zero, stuff like that. So it's uh, basically like programming and assembly. Uh, and so that's been real fun because I've been wanting to get back into programming um, for my job some. So I've been enjoying doing that. And uh, uh, let's see. And then I picked up Celeste because everybody and their mother says Celeste is amazing. Are you I... enjoying running away from your depression? Um, yeah, actually, the chase scenes were way more fun than I thought they would be. Cause I... Okay, so Celeste, whenever I saw it played, because I've seen it played at places like Awesome Games Done Quick... Um, it looks insanely difficult and impossible for somebody like me to do. Uh, it turns out Celeste is not as hard to play if you're just trying to complete things as it looks to be if you're looking at people who are amazing and are speedrunning. So you can actually just restart a level as many times you need to and you're going to die a lot. And you can take it slow and do your jumps and, and just hold a R and kind of grab into the wall and kind of wait time things and think it through and so you can you can put together a solution for each each screen you're on and it, and it's okay you're going to be able to do this and if that's not good enough for you they have an insane assist mode where you can turn on like all sorts of things to make the game easier really because, yes oh that sounds fun yeah because they're like we realize that people um you know we think it's the, the difficulty is an important part of Celeste. However, we realize that that makes the game not necessarily as accessible to everybody. And so here's an option to make it more accessible so you can tune the game to be the way that you need it to be. Okay, I I want to play it now. Yeah, you should. Yeah, hearing that, me too. Yeah. So highly recommend picking up Celeste. And yeah, you've got this nice story about mental illness and stuff, but... Um, you know, it's kind of all been spoiled for me, so whatever. And then um, uh, it's cute and it's fun, and uh, music is good. So, and how, then how rough it, is it on your hands? Like it's pretty rough. I I, okay. I have to stop after a chapter. 
So it is it is still rough on my hands because I've got I've got like carpal and RSI and stuff like that. So I can't do forever. Um, I need to put it on the TV and try it with a better controller than the Joy Cons and see if that helps. But yeah, I was about to ask you: Have you gotten a Pro controller yet? I have one. I mean, okay. I bought one when it first got the Switch. You know, my first Switch, the one that was stolen from uh, me uh, by my wife. It was our Switch. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. So. Again, I would like to point out that I told you when the Switch came out that I was playing the Vita, but eventually I would change over to the Switch, and mm-hmm. you didn't take me seriously. No, I didn't, and uh, so I bought a bunch of accessories, and all I still have those, so I just need to pair the Pro Controller over here and be good to go. Um, and then I've also been playing Diablo 3 Eternal Collection, because I was like, do I get Diablo? Do I not get Diablo on the Switch? And it was on sale, and I was like, hmm, Dia- portable Diablo, whenever I feel like it sounds like a pretty cool thing. Guess what, it guys? is. It's a pretty cool thing. <laughs> yes, it is. So I started a necromancer because that's a character I haven't played with at all, and now I have this army of skeletons and mages running around with me, and I'm just destroying things. And they just started up the 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 uh, darkening a Tristram event, so you can go do that right now on the Switch version. Oh. And yeah, so a I'm... new. I think there's a new season on Switch right now too. Oh, it's season something or other. I'm in the season. Um, did you get the treasure goblin amiibo? No, because no. it's sold out everywhere. I didn't oh, even know no. about it. Yeah. What do I do? What does that do? It uh, once a day you can use it to open up a portal to this vault where you can get like a whole bunch of gold mm. and legendaries, and you fight a monster called Greed. Oh, okay. That, it's taking, uh, yeah. So that's the thing. You can find that, but by, by hunting treasure goblins, goblins, goblins in Diablo three. It's just that okay. that's a rare spawn event to have happen. So to just take you there with an amiibo is amazing. Yeah. I see. Yeah. And I, I love the physics on the greed because when you um, destroy it, it uh, gets smashed with a treasure chest. And yeah. when you open up and close the treasure chest, it's because just from, jump, from, from. jump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's pretty cool. <laughs> the greed stuff was it's well done. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, there's just so much gold in there, Anna. You come out of there and you're like, I have gold for eons. And it's like, yep, yeah, you do. Upgrade my blacksmiths as much as I want. <laughs> oh, you don't need that for doing all those. Um, I know, but I, I like upgrading the blacksmith. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like upgrading things from 1 to 12 all in one go. And it's just like... <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> Start a new character just to do that. Um, let's see. So, that, yeah, Diablo 3 is great, and I'm up to level 50-something, and I'm on my way to 70, and I've been enjoying that. That is my palate cleanser, is Diablo 3. So <laughs> I'm a weird person, um, but I don't consider it to be that dark. But that might be because I like to um, play Diablo 3 and grind riffs while listening to trance music, so I kind of put it into a different mode of, of play than kind of the dark Diablo themes but you know whatever trance music you gotta listen to iron maiden when you're playing diablo no 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 no, not for me trance music lame (laughs) sorry uh but i need to zone out i gotta be in the zone like anyway um let's see the the other things i've been playing is i picked up a few games on steam as well man i like sales um and I spent all my little budgeted video game stuff very efficiently this year, and I like that. Um, and then, uh, what was it? What was it? I picked up. Sorry, I'm stalling as I open Steam to tell you what I picked up. 
Lots. No, not I. No, I picked up the um, one. Th- go ahead. It was three things. The one right? th- yeah. Sorry. I apologize. Sorry. No, no, I'm, I'm talking over. I shouldn't be. The, the one thing that I picked up on the Steam sale that I was surprised was so cheap, the entire Witcher trilogy for wow. 20 bucks. There you go. Wow. Nice. That's yeah. A billion hours of gameplay. Yeah, I, I played through a little bit of it, but then the game crashed, and I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm done with Witcher for a while. <laughs> right. So um, I was in the big programming game kick so i picked up shenzhen io tis 100 and exapunks and i've been playing exapunks and that is a game of the cool vibe it's like mid 90s cyberpunk hacking just taken to the extreme like let's say that future became real and so you're dialing in with modems to um remote things and like hacking uh the pizza delivery place to send you a free pizza and you your body is being taken over by a cyberpunk virus that turns your organs into technology and you have to hack it to kind of stop it and just all sorts of cool weird stuff like that it's got good music good vibe you have to um get your info about how to hack and how to interact with systems out of um hacking zines um, that they give you, and you can either load them up as a PDF, or what they encourage you to do is actually print it out and have it as a piece of paper on your desk. And so it's like, oh man, I'm, I've got the latest zine, and I'm learning all the cool ways of hacking the ATM and stuff like that. So, what a cool vibe that is! That's another programming game. Um, it's it's a different language than the one in Human Resource Machine. It's also kind of like working in assembly, and um, so shifting from one to the other can be, uh, uh, but uh, it's fine. And uh, this is on a computer, so it's it's nice to be able to type your code. And yeah, I, I like that game a lot as well. So lots of cool programming nerdy stuff going on there on me. And I think that's it for gaming, and I'm going to shut up now. Woo! What's up, Anna? That's back to you. Oh, I Let's guess. Toss back to you. Is it time for me to talk about my games? Is it? Yes, I think so. All right. So before we ran away for Christmas, we um, finished the second Telltale Batman game. Yes, we did. That was amazing. So remember how in the previous podcast you were talking about the fact that you regretted the decisions don't matter in the first Telltale Mm -hmm. Batman? They totally matter in the second Telltale Batman. They matter for the last episode of the second. Yes, there is an entirely different episode five depending on what choices you make. Yeah. But that's the extent. So That's huge, Chris. You can still just YouTube it. What do you want from me? Oh. I can't. Listen, I want to be friends with the Joker and go out for drinks. Oh, wait. We did that. Yeah. Never mind. All we right, did. Cool. Yeah, we yes. did that. Yes. So right. we decided that. So in the first episode, we decided we were going to be best friends with we're the Joker. We're besties with the Joker. Because he was in the first episode, but the as a fairly game. minor yeah. character. Yeah. Sorry, in the first series but yes. only as a very minor I told character. Anna we are best friends with the Joker and yeah he turned to me he's like let's be friends with the Joker and I'm like okay I don't know what impact that'll have on things but whatever we'll just it had we'll be an friends impact. With <laughs> and then the second game he's like in it from the start and Chris is like I'm gonna be best friends with the Joker and I'm like alright I, I don't think this is a good idea he's a bad <laughs> he's a bad guy but cool let's do it and see what happens yeah it totally changes the end of the game yeah. other people didn't like us as much because we were friends with the Joker <laughs> yeah no people were very upset especially um the lady who well, runs I'm trying the, not to say who I'm trying the, to the lady who runs the secret mm-hmm. department yep okay yeah yeah she we made poor choices with that person yeah all yeah, the did. time yeah. constantly we were like yes i'm sure that's the right answer it's nah. okay Anna. we were able to go to our old standby of just 
grapple away. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing. Grapple away. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, right. And then um, you really wanted to play Late Shift. Yeah. Which is like a FMV it's game. It's an FMV adventure game. And uh, yeah. That was cool. That has tons of different endings. Yeah. So we got like, what, three of them? Yeah. And then I, I, I picked up a guide. I said, okay, they don't allow you to skip and just rewind to certain choice decision points. You have to play through the entire movie again, which was ridiculous. So I'm like, all right, we're going to do this one last time. I've got a guide. Here's the right decisions. Let's see the true ending. Yep. And that's what we did. <laughs> and that was okay. And it took away all the impact because there was no suspense about did we do it right. And I realized, ah, okay, that's what they were banking on. So, eh. Oh well, <laughs> that that's lame. Given that uh, that um, Netflix movie came out, that was basically a choose your own adventure game. And when you hit it and stayed in that, they take you right back to the decision point. Huh? Uh, you I mean, know, what are you talking oh, about? Yeah, yeah. This would be um, Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch. Oh, the um, it's it basically it's a standalone episode of Black Mirror. Oh, Black Mirror is not a show for Anna. Nope. Nope. So, so band, we will band, be playing band, that. <laughs> Bandersnatch is a, um, uh, it follows, um, I think it was like 90, uh, 1980s video game development. Yeah. So. That's, a, that's on my list of things to do. I've been trying to get the husband to watch it with me, but he's been busy. Is it soul crushing? Cause that's I what, don't know. I don't know. That That's what I associate with Black Mirror. <laughs> I I know that it's about a guy trying to program a choose your own adventure game of a book that was a choose your own adventure book oh, that cool. made the last guy go insane. Oh, I like this. I like the setup at least. So that's cool. And s- supposedly it gets very meta very quickly. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how long it took him to put that together. I don't know. I heard that the movie is only like 90 minutes long if you just go do a straight playthrough. Yeah, but you won't but... be doing that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, I got Octopath Traveler for Christmas. Yay! Octopath! Oh, this You've been chugging through it. Is all I she's have playing. been. It, it must be a super long game because she hasn't beaten it four times yet. So. Well, no. It... I'm in a lot of pain right now. Because oh, I'm off of my painkillers. Pain mm-hmm. And so I can only really focus on games for a fairly short period of time before I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm like 40 hours in, and I'm finishing the seventh chapter three. So, sort of to explain the. The format of this game. It's Octopath because there are eight people that are all travelers. Um, and so they all have sort of their reasons for going out into the world. Um, and they've decided to do it together. And so at the start of the game, you choose who is going to be your main character. And I don't know if it has any impact on the game besides the fact that you cannot take your main character out of the party. So that's the big thing. And then um, basically once you've uh, established the story of your first character, your main character, you run around and pick up the other seven characters. And so that's eight chapter ones. And once you've done that, um, you are able to continue on. Because the idea is, is the game is really formatted to... 
um, have you play all of the chapter ones and then all of the chapter twos and all of the chapter threes um, because you're going to need the levels to continue on. So like when, so I chose Hanit, who's the, the hunter character. That's and who so, I chose. Yeah, so she is going to find oh, her she's missing the worst. Master. The way she talks. I oh love gosh. the way she talks. So some Very of the characters, English. I think five of them at this five of them have some sort of accent. So like Alfin has a very yokel accent. And um Primrose has a very sort of proper upper crust accent. Um and Hanit um speaketh in olden english sure no i it's not actually old english she just adds syllables onto things yeah either en or th or ish i i love it i think Uh it's adorable i think it gives these characters like a real feeling that i'm not from around here Mm -hmm. because it is a fairly big world can she go back to where she is from she isn't from? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> oh, sorry. I think it's wherein she is from. I think I think my first like 20 hours of that game was just going through most of the world uh just unlocking the various towns and stuff since you can fast travel between Yeah, so all of them. As big as this world is and feels, they actually make it really manageable because you can warp between any town you've already been to. Um, and so the other thing that they do that's kind of really nifty is everybody has a job. So like there's a huntress, there's a thief, there's an alchemist, there's a scholar, he's a magic user. And then once you kind of gather everybody, so you finish all the chapter ones, as you're moving into sort of the chapter two regions, there are shrines and they're not really hidden because everything is heads up on the map they do a really good job of mapping everything. So like you find a hidden treasure cause you've um, talked to someone in town um, using the scholar ability and there will be a little exclamation point that pops up on the map. And when you're out in the wilds, there will be like little um, triangles for where there's a cave and little shriny things for where there's a shrine and um, little um, diamonds for where there's an entrance and exit to the zone. They do a really, really good job of guiding you in that game. And it's really cool. So yeah, once you find all the shrines, you unlock jobs. It's the same eight jobs that your main characters have, but it means that you can place them on different characters. So like uh, my main party is typically Hunnit and Therian and uh, is it Cyrus? Who's, Who's the scholar? Yeah, I think that's Cyrus. Yeah. So that's sort of my main three in the party. And then the fourth slot is typically whoever's story that I'm doing. Um, The problem with that sort of trio is that, one, I didn't have anyone that could heal. And two, I didn't have anyone that could do wind damage. And there are a lot of enemies that are weak to wind damage. Mm -hmm. So what I ended up doing is I made Hanit's secondary job, Merchant, who can do wind damage. And then I made Cyrus's secondary job cleric because he already has lots of elemental stats because he's a magic user. And so Cyrus is my healer and Hanit is my wind damage person. 
See, I think when I was playing, I had Cyrus and Ophelia in my party, and I taught them both the complementary jobs. So Cyrus had Cleric as a sub-job, and Ophelia had Scholar as a sub-job, so that they could like either sling... Uh, sling spells or sling heals or <clears throat> dual heal in some of the boss fights because some of those boss fights get brutal. They do, yeah. I um... and then uh, and then also teaching them like MP restoring abilities so that they could just be like an MP sponge. Yep. Yeah, no, I I I had both Ophelia and Cyrus in my party to start. And I had to decide if I was going to make Cyrus a cleric or if I was going to make Ophelia a scholar. And so I went with Cyrus. Yeah. There's a lot of options for party builds, which I liked about this game. Yeah, I mean, go with who you like because you can always sub-job them into something that's useful. And every job is useful. Yeah, yeah. And that's the other thing, too. It's really, really hard to make decisions of who to cut and who to not cut. Yep. Especially because of the sub-abilities. Yeah, and so the, the, the sort of action abilities that everybody has is locked to them. So there's four abilities in total and sort of two variants of each ability. So, for example, Hanit, the girl that I chose as my main character, can challenge people. Or, sorry, can provoke people. Now, the downside of provoking is that if she loses, she loses reputation in town. Alternatively, there's Oberic, who's another party member. Oberic can challenge people. If you challenge someone and lose, you don't uh, lose reputation in town. And your town reputation is really important because if you fail any of your actions five times, um, you get a bad reputation in town and you have to buy your way back into good graces. You bribe the uh, Inke- the, the tavern the tavern keeper yeah. into spreading good, good rumors, rumors about, about you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that mechanic; it's so cool. And so, um, Therian and Tressa have two um, complementing abilities like that too. So Therian can steal from people, which is free, but it has mm. a choice of it has a chance of failing. A high chance of failing. Uh, it varies, yeah. There's some stuff that I'm not high enough to steal yet because it's like three percent. Mm-hmm. The your as your level increase, as your character level increases, your probability of stealing items increases. Um, and every item has a different percentage chance. Um, like when I first started playing, and I was like Therian was around level ten ish, I couldn't steal elemental stones that were medium or large. Now I can steal both of them. Um, Tressa's ability, on the other hand, is purchase. And so those items that Therian can't steal, she can just buy them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm having a ton of fun with this game. If it is in any way something you think might be up your alley, there's a free demo. Download it. Try it out. I'm having tons of fun with it. Now, I was going to ask you about the pacing because that was the bit that where I burned out, where I kind of, you know, ma- managed to breeze through the chapters of like my three ma- three main characters, 
I'm sorry, four main characters, but then when I got to the sub-characters that were kind of not leveled very much, I got burned out by having to grind to get their levels up in order to complete their chapters, and that's where I kind of lost interest. So because I keep that core of three characters, um, those characters tend to carry all the weight. And so I sub in, like, I just did Tressa's chapter three, and the recommended level for it was 36, and I think Tressa was 25. I see. And so I just, I just did it. And she died a lot. And that's, (laughs) I just, I picked her up before I finished the final battle, and I think she gained, like, two or three levels. So, um... That being said, there's actually a really good grinding spot. If you go outside of um, Boulder, was it Boulderfall? I think it's called. I keep wanting to call it Boulder Gore, but that's a Pokemon. Um, there, if you go down the cliff from Boulderfall, there is a cave. And in that cave is bats that give really good experience. And they're weak to arrows and ice, both of which are really re- readily available abilities for lots of people. Okay, because I I was doing a grinding spot outside of one of the coastal towns that where you could kill um, birds that were weak to arrows that were that after a while got very easy to kill, but I was getting kind of burned out by all the grindings. And I I guess what you're saying is that I need to not worry so much about everybody's level being the same. Yeah, no, I'm not fussed about that. Um, I probably will have to grind to finish some people's chapter fours because I think the lowest level chapter four is like 45. And the only character that I have anywhere close to that is Hanit. And I think she's like 44. Yeah, okay. I I need to pick this game back up because I was enjoying it when I was playing it. Just the the grinding is what kind of burned me on What chapter are you on? wanted to say like starting everybody's level threes yeah i mean if you have a core like cup two or three characters that are um at or above the recommended level for the quest even if you have one or two people that are slightly under leveled you should still be fine okay yeah when when i get done with like kingdom hearts mania and stuff i might go back to it just because it did bother me that i never finished it i just i just did not feel like grinding so much nope and yeah that's definitely a weakness of the game in that you have eight characters um but you can only have four in your party and people that are not in your party don't get experience which is i wish that they got experience but not jp yeah I think that would be a good sort of compromise to that. So at least like half experience or something like how other when when you're in active combat you get JP job points. And those are used to unlock additional skills for each class. If you master a class which requires a lot of JP, I think the final ability is like five thousand and you get um I don't know, it varies from fight to fight. Um average fifty. Um, then you're able to unlock like a super ability and the super ability. So this is like part kind of a spiritual successor to the bravely series. And Mm -hmm. so much like bravely default, you can like choose to charge up. And if you're fully charged, um, I think they're called battle points. If you use four, uh, three battle points at once, you can let off this major ability and they're all really good. So like, 
Um, I have one on a character that if she casts it on someone, any attack they do goes off twice. Uh So I tend to use that on Hanit, who has an arrow attack that hits eight times. Or I use it on Cyrus because he has magic skills that cast twice in a row. So if he has that buff on him, he ends up casting four in a row. And he's like a major, major damage dealer. Uh So yeah, I'm loving Octopath. I think that's everything we've all been playing, right? Woo! Cool. All right. Time for the news. I forgot to open any of the new stuff. Oh. <laughs> I'm such... I'm, I'm a terrible host. Oh, will you stop? I'm opening them now. Yay. Yay. Why didn't you remind me to do this? Yeah. I, I didn't know I needed to. I'm so sorry. Ugh. You'll have to cut this. Nah. Why cut it? It's thrilling radio. <laughs> All right. So, um, we have a new trailer. Trailer. For Grand Blue Fantasy. Ooh. So, there's new screenshots, new concept trailer, and then a 14-minute gameplay walkthrough. Okay. So, the gameplay walkthrough is um, chapter three in the game. So this is a game. So I normally think of Grand Blue Fantasy as like a phone gotcha game. Um, but this is actually a PS4 game. Okay. <laughs> um, we don't have a release date for for North America and Europe yet, but they do say it's going to be eFigs. So English, French, Italian, German, Spanish. So it's definitely coming out North America and Europe. Um, and the game also has multiplayer for up to four players. So if you are interested in Grand Blue at all, um, check out those trailers. Woo. Um, Nihon Falcom sort of uh, surprised everybody. Did they? Yeah. So they had like their annual meeting for investors. Okay. Or they had some sort of event. And they were like, surprise, Ease 9. What? So Monstrum Nox. Yes, Monstrum Nox. Um, so the idea is is um, you, you start the game inside of a large prison city. Okay. And people have these supernatural natural abilities known. So people who have a supernatural ability are called Monstrum. Yeah. And that's all we know so far. Is there a shipwreck? We don't know yet. Listen. I, I joked on Twitter that somewhere there's an Elder Scrolls protagonist in a shipwreck that's very confused right now. <laughs> oh, right, because you normally start in jail in Elder Scrolls, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so they just switch places. <laughs> oh, I like it. Um, so the Nihon Falcon has said it's going to be a traditional ease game in terms of gameplay, so fast combat, huge bosses, and then they're going to add twists to the game, such as the supernatural abilities that the Monstrum have. Mm. And uh, that that's really all we know. Um, it's going to take place in Baldo, which is northeast of Asterior. And Asterior was the setting for East 1 and 2. 
do you think it's going to have the tri character gameplay, or have they not said? They haven't said. Um, and the only thing we know right now is it's uh, set for release in Japan in 2019. We have no idea who's going to localize this or when. You hope it's Xseed this time around. Hard to say. <laughs> oh, actually, we did get more details about Ease 9. I just hadn't looked at the second story. Um, as a result of his previous adventures, Adol's name is now widely known, with his popularity being reflected in his interactions with others. It is possible that some characters from previous entries in the series will appear, but if they do, they will be restricted to minor roles. So we're definitely going to get Dogie busting through a wall. I'm going to wreck it. <laughs> Does he not what? remind you of Wreck-It Ralph? <laughs> oh, he totally reminds me of Wreck-It Ralph. Okay. I just know that uh, every time he makes an appearance, that's how he usually shows up is busting through a wall. Yes. Um, so they also gave more information about Baldo. Um, Baldo is the prison. And uh, it's going to be a three-dimensional structure with players able to climb, move on rooftops, and has outlying areas including grasslands, forests, and ruins. Um, they want to add map-making elements like that were in E's Memories of Salsetta and E's 8 Lacrimosa of Donna. I'm not really sure what they mean by that. Um, in Salsetta, at the very beginning of the game, you were given this huge map, and it was your job to basically to fill, it fill it in. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Um, they are removing magic items and adventuring gear, um, which kind of makes sense, because why would you find magical gear inside of a prison? Um, instead, those are all going to be handled by supernatural abilities, by the monster. Oh. So, Yep. It is exclusive to PlayStation 4. For now. For now. If it gets localized by Nisa, they're going to make it switch in PC. If it gets localized <laughs> by Xseed, we don't know. Maybe well, they've, uh, they've brought the other um, Xseed ones to PC, not so much Switch. So yeah. we'll see. So we'll see who gets to localize it. I'm excited, though. He's... Uh, it was such an obscure series before, and now it seems like we're getting one every few years. Yeah, and yay. <clears throat> All right. If you play Spell Force 3, you're going to be very excited. And if you don't play Spell Force 3, that's okay too, because Soul Harvest, the next expansion for Spell Force 3, is a standalone title. Okay. Where you get to play Dwarves and Dark Elves and a new 20-hour campaign. All right. If you already have Spell Force 3, all five race units will now receive flying units, and new game modes will be available. So we're looking at Spell Force 3 Soul Harvest to release on PC in the second quarter of 2019. And if you own Spell Force 3, you'll get to pre-order it for a discounted price. So stay tuned for more details. Hey, God Eater 3 is getting a demo. And we have dates for it, too. Uh, it's really soon. Um, the demo will be available for only a limited time from January 11th to January 13th on the PlayStation 4. And if you're like, meh, demos are for plebs. Don't worry. Um, the game is coming out in North America and Europe on PS4 and PC on February 8th, 2019. 
Uh, there was a jump festa in Japan where Square Enix revealed that Dragon Quest XI-S, which is the Nintendo Switch version of Dragon Quest XI, is coming to Japan in 2019. Um, one of the other things that they uh, showcased is they're adding voice acting to the Japanese version of the Switch title, um, which is funny because I told Chris about this and he's like, but there was voice acting in the in the game already. There was only voice acting in the game in North America. Huh. That's um, interesting. They also <sighs> are adding a romance option to the game. Or I guess expanding on it where you can do um, deeper um, sort of marriage side quests. Um, if you choose someone who's a guy, um, you don't get married. You're just real good friends. Real good friends, huh? Air quote, real good friends. Mm -hmm. um, so no information about when this might be coming out to North America and Europe. They did say it's coming out um, many, 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 many moons ago when they announced it, but that's it. And then there is a new post-apocalyptic RPG available now on Steam. Adam. Yeah, so you looked at this and you thought it was really like old school Fallout. Yeah, it's very much going for old school Fallout. Yeah. So this was um, Adam RPG uh, was funded through Kickstarter uh, in 2017. And uh, the full version launched uh, on December 19th, 2018. So it's already available um, for $14.99. And uh, Adam RPG is set in 1986 after the nuclear holocaust has ravaged the world. And uh, you play as one of the surviving humans. So, yeah, yeah. And you go around and it looks like you have an inventory system that's very much like Fallout and clicking and dragging and trading with items to other people. And yeah. So it looks a lot like Fallout 1 and 2. Lots of talking and so stuff like that. <laughs> if those games are interesting to you, try it out. I don't like the character art. <laughs> But other than that, it does look very interesting. Um, so we had some level five news and I'm going to kind of work some really weird rumors into this that mm. we didn't talk about on the site because we rumors. don't publish rumors. Um, so level five also went to Jump Festa in Japan um, and they put out a new trailer for Megaton Musashi. So this is a cross media franchise um, and will include an RPG an anime series and a toy line. Oh, what did Square Enix call this? They did this with Full um, Metal Alchemist. Uh, yeah, multi something content. Or, yeah, yeah, I don't know. They gave it a dumb name. Yeah, it was good. Like Transference. <laughs> Squeenix giving things dumb names. <laughs> Anyways, Surely you yes. <laughs> uh, Megaton Musashi takes place in the year 2118 after an invading force called the Draktor takes over the Earth. The Draktor. They mined it. They mined the center of the planet. Oh, no. The planet's now a donut. Oh, wait. I'm going to send you a donut. No. Yep. Can send you a donut. Um, stop. <laughs> All I right. ate a donut. This morning, mm, if donuts. if you have uh, Donut County on iOS, on iOS, you can send each other stuff from the game, like the little duck. Send you the so he's, he's sending me a donut. No, I'm gonna send you a donut to your house. And okay, make it fall. On the no, donut. I don't want a donut hole. Oh, yeah. Anyways, um, he also talked about the upcoming Inazuma Eleven Aries. So this was originally supposed to come out, um, this winter, like ago? December, January. Um, it got delayed until May 
and they were very sorry. Um, yeah, so this game was originally supposed to come out when the World Cup hit in July last year, like 2018. And then it got delayed, and then it got delayed, and now it's being delayed again. Um, and so they they had partnered with someone, and I don't think they ever said who it was. And now they're partnering with someone else because the first partner fell through. Um, the game is being worked on for PS4, Switch, iOS, and Android. Um, and sort of the the weird thing that's sort of been floating around is the whole reason, apparently, that they're working with a third party is they had a mass exodus of staffers. Oh, ouch. So it's delayed. Um, not It hasn't delayed Megaton Musashi, but it delayed Inazuma 11 Aries and something else that they're making. So, yeah, I'm kind of concerned about what's going on over level five. Yeah, bad things, it seems. Normally, you don't have a whole bunch of staffers just quit. What? And they weren't. They apparently weren't fired. They apparently just all left. Yeah. So that makes me really nervous. Yeah. All right. So do you like announcements? Do you like announcements of announcements? Do Uh, I? Well, if you don't, too bad, because Atlas has announced an announcement of an announcement. So um, a few weeks ago, kind of early December-ish, it leaked that Atlas had um, registered a whole bunch of p5-something.jp domains. And so on, like, December 29th or December 28th, boom, p5r. And it's it's like a 30 second or less teaser trailer. And all it does is it shows you the like uh, downtown that they had in Persona 5 with the two big um, billboards on the side of the buildings. And it says Persona 5R. And then it says March 2019. <laughs> yeah. What do you think it is? I think that they're doing uh like with what they did with Persona Three Fest. Yeah. It's Persona Five Racing, guys. I've totally called it. I think it. it's Persona Five <laughs> Racing as well. So I think that has to be it. No, um people it's, keep... it's Persona Five on the Switch, and this time they're racing. So deal with it. one of the other things that they um registered was P five S. So people think, Oh, that must be the Switch port. Uh, sure. It could be, maybe. I don't know. I think it's going to be like Persona 5 Relive, and it'll be a Persona Golden-esque game. Relive. Isn't that the same kind of dumb title that it would have, though? Yes. It is. I just want to know one thing. Where the hell is my Persona Q2 globalization announcement? My, one of my co-workers is playing it, and he says it's really good, and he just likes rubbing it in my face that he can play it, and I can't really Oh, I like this co-worker. It's I Taka. Approve. <laughs> I approve. Okay. All right. So, yeah, we'll uh, see you guys in March. Wait, well, the show's over till Persona 5 is back? Well, no. I mean, we'll oh. see you in March with more news. All right. All right. So, um, NAS America announced a really, really long time ago that they were going to localize RPG Maker MV for the consoles. 
Um, so this was initially set to come out PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Remember when this was announced and all of us were like, Xbox One? Oh, boy. Our NIS doesn't make Xbox. Nisa doesn't localize Xbox games. What's going on? Um, so, yeah, they it was supposed to come out late February. And uh, then they made a statement that says, we always strive to deliver the best product possible to you with each title release. And RPG Maker MV is no exception. With that goal in mind, we wanted to give you an update on the current state of the title. Due to ongoing issues with the development, the release of RPG Maker MV will be delayed. Delayed? Yes. Delayed? We are working to resolve these issues and anticipate the release date to be later in 2019. Hmm. So this is a game that originally came out to PC in 2015 and the Japanese console version launched um, just a couple months ago in November. So, yep. Sorry if you wanted to make games, you're going to have to wait just a wee bit longer. Oh, breaking news. Ozzy just brought me a sock. Oh, good for Ozzy. Good boy. So if you need something that's a little sooner... No. You should start watching HDQ tomorrow. Yay! Yay! So we've we've talked about this before, but we love games done quick. Um, and HDQ takes place um, January sixth through what? January thirteenth, fourteenth. It's long. It's long. It's mm-hmm. long. Mm-hmm. Week long. Yep. Um, this year, um, the money is going towards the. Um, what is it called? I think it's the cancer research one, but now oh I'm blanking. I'm going to the website to find out because nobody can research. I'm on the site. I just don't see it. <laughs> the Prevent Cancer Foundation? Thank you. There you go. Yes. Hey, what do you think they do? Um, A lot of stuff. To try and prevent cancer? Yes. Yeah. So... Like, you know, um, a thing that kills everybody we like on our website. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Any only one of the Only I one, one of them. I right, make this right. year. We have a good mix on our site. One Jeez. of three. Yeah. The other two was diabetes. No, we don't have to go through this. Okay. <laughs> right. So watch GDQ. We're going to be watching it. GamesDoneQuick.com. I'm really excited because the game that I speed run is going to be on GDQ. Yeah. Okay. Anna didn't mention in her now playing that she keeps playing Final Fantasy IV Free Enterprise and she's getting good at it. And she doesn't understand how good she's getting at it. And she refuses to actually enter in any races or events with people. And she really should. And you all need to mail her right now and tell her to. Pause at rpgamer.com. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, she, I had... She's actually considering joining the newbie table in the next big tournament. But, like, she's beyond that. Encourage so, um... her. Yeah, so I was watching um, someone running before the podcast started, and um, Scratch Dragon placed fourth in the last tournament. Um, and his best run on the um, on the flag set that I'm practicing is 41 minutes, and my best run on that same flag uh, set is 42 minutes. No, 47. 46? 47. Yeah, 47. So we're we're five minutes apart. Which is probably an eternity as far as speedrunning goes, but hey, it feels like you're really close. It does. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep practicing that flag set. It's yeah, called Appleseed. 
Um, you start with Fusoya, you buy lots of apples, you feed everybody apples, you go beat up Ceramis. It's really fun. Well, now um, I'm just hungry for apples. Well, and here's the other thing is, is so this is, this is the World Series of Free Enterprise, so it's set up like the World Series of Poker. And so there are multiple tables that you can play on. One of the tables is Edward Percent. <laughs> I saw you running that the other oh day. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was so bad. So I got ca- uh, Cognazzo in the spot that's normally... Spent an hour fighting yeah, this guy. That's normally intended for Rubiconte. So the spot itself has like 25,000 hit points. It's one of the most challenging boss spots in the game. Um, but I had to go there because I didn't have any other way into the underground of Final Fantasy IV. You either have to go via the hook or via the magma key. I didn't have a magma key. I had to do hook. Um, and so the problem is, is with five Edwards, you have no way of interrupting his wave. And the wave Ouch. did more damage than any of my Edwards had hit points. So I couldn't even stand Ouch. up to like a single wave. Um, but the way that Edward Percent works is you're getting all of this really good gear, but you can't wear it. So you sell it. <laughs> so I had something like a quarter of a million gil. I had so much money. It was Nothing embarrassing. To do with it. And so what I ended up doing is I ended up kind of running around to all of the shops that I could get to. It's like, what can I buy? What can I buy? So I found Thor Rages, which are a lightning item. And I found Grimoires, which cast a random summon. And so Edward's also really slow in his act. So he has good agi, but for some reason his like put in command to actually do command is really slow. So what I ended up starting to do is I started making notes about when the water came up and how quickly I had to activate the lightning after that. And so I started making, it's like, all right. So in the first cycle, I do a spider web, I do a grimoire, and then I have to queue up a lightning because if I don't do that, he's going to get a wave out on me. And then it's like, all right, I have three, three opportunities to act. And then I have to, then I have to queue another lightning. And then I have two opportunities to attack. And then I have to queue another lightning. So on and on like this for a while. And yeah, eventually I got through, but it did take me an hour. But I was talking to people on the Final Fantasy for Free Enterprise Discord, and people were actually pretty impressed that I got through it at all. Cognazzo is like the hardest boss to get there. Well, they probably would just give up on the run before you did. Yes. Yeah. That was that the just seems like That seems like insurmountable odds. <laughs> yep, but I did it. Whee! Good for you. <laughs> I was very excited. All right, so short stories. Um, we are going to be doing a CRPG club, which actually isn't CRPGs, but if you want to actually go check it out, it's up on the site. Um, we did an interview for Heretic Operative. Um, so this is a new game, a new narrative strategy RPG that they're going to be putting out. Um, so go ahead and check out the interview. We have Adventure Corner. So if Adventure you Corner! For Earth Defense 5. How does that work? Uh, Adventure Corner is like VN Corner. It's like things that are sort of side relevant to the site but not actually under our coverage but how is earth defense force 5 an adventure game i don't know that's the game that with all the bugs that i like to play. all right well whatever (laughs) 
We Maybe have... it's action slash adventure. Oh, it's Phil. He's misgenring games left and right right now, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> we have a review for Actung Cthulhu Tactics. Um, spoilers. The game is bad. Yeah, I hear. Um, Sam gave us an impression of the see She Dreams Elsewhere demo. Um, it's sort of a really interesting game. It um. It, it's about a girl being inside of her head that has really bad anxiety. And it's sort of Zelda-esque with turn-based combat. Mm. So try it out. A lot of people are comparing it to um, Undertale. For what game? I'm sorry. She... I wasn't paying attention until you said that word. She dreams elsewhere. Okay. Um, we did a write-up about the Dragon Quest Illustrations 30th Anniversary volume. So oh, we're cool. bringing back all Check sorts of columns that, like we, that we've done in good. previous years. It's so easy to do things now on the site. The people are doing cool yes. things. Yay! So check that out if you're interested in the art of Dragon Quest. Uh, we have a review for the Book of Demons. Um, yeah, you may want to skip it. No. Yeah. Oh. It's on the edge. You read the review. You yeah. gotta make a call on this. Yeah. One. So it's you it's, might want to play it. it, actually, it yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. Um and then as mentioned earlier, um Alex finished and reviewed Yokai Watch Three, four out of five. Yokai, 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 won't you be my friend? Yep. Uh-huh. Um So in boxers. Briefs. Oh, okay. Um, thong. <laughs> All right. Um, Bandai Namco has provided some additional details about Tales, Tales of Crestoria. And it turns out it might not what be a standalone as it. Read the story. I don't get what. Is it a new game or not? Read the story. Oh, it's an iOS game. Who cares? Um, Smoke and Sacrifice is heading to PS4 and Xbox One in January. Yay! Yay. Um, Destiny Connect has its first trailer. Oh, this one. Trailer! And uh, it's going to be delayed in Japan. What's Destiny Connect? Yeah. All right. <laughs> if you're following it. Oh, it's an NIS game. Yeah. Um, Outward. Outward, which is a deep silver published game um, coming to PC, PS4, and Xbox One. has a release date of March 26, 2019. It's a 2019. survival RPG in an open Yay. world. Actually, it looks nice. I don't Hooray. know if it's any good. Um, Arc System Works released some new information and screenshots. Dude, you can wear antlers in this crawler. game, Anna. Wizard Symphony. I don't know why, but he's got an antler helmet. I, I think this is supposed to be like visual novel meets wizardry Wizard game. Yeah. 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 So what if it also was an open world survival no, RPG? No, it's not. Um, hey, there was supposed to be a Langrisser 1 and 2 remake in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was supposed to come out on February 7th. Now it's coming out April 18th. Okay, great. On the upside, uh, maybe there might be a demo for it. Who Tell me knows? about Chocobos. Ev missed a mystery dungeon, everybody. That's the remake of an old game? Yeah, this is the Wii one. Final Fantasy Fables Chocobos Dungeon. Okay. Which was really good. It was really good. I loved the PlayStation. When do we get to Chocobos play it? Game. No idea. Oh, when but do the Jap- Japanese get to play it? March 20th. Okay. And that is a game coming out on Switch and PS4. You have hats. Yes. Chocobos it's a hat hats. party. It's a hat party. Hat party. Hat party. Hat party. Saddle party, too. Mm. 
that that was a really I I played through the Wii version and that game was really cute and really good and I I'm glad more if people I played this or not. I didn't. I don't think I had a Wii at the time, which makes me sad. That's okay. I'll get to play it on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, there hey. is now a release date of Legrand Legatus, Legrand Legacy, Legrand Legacy Tale of the Fate Bounds for Nintendo Switch, and it's coming to the Nintendo eShop on January 24th for $20. It's a throwback game. So, Experience is making a dungeon crawler. Oh, you know me. You mean like the whole thing they always do for everything? Yes. Forever? Yes. I don't know, Chris. Uh, this may come as a surprise to you, but Experience is making a dungeon crawler. No. Can't handle this. Yeah. So um, no information besides a couple of pieces of key art. Um, and they're both uh, two pieces of key art, which potentially might be for two games. And both of the games are supposed to come out in Japan in 2019. And if you can't remember what Experience does, um, they do uh, Demon Gaze. So probably whatever this uh, is is going to get published done, and by like Lisa. So many other dungeon yeah, crawlers. They're, they're a dungeon crawler. They're, they're Anna's supplier of dungeon crawlers on the Vita. Um, Feudal Alloy, um, which is a little indie Metroidvania style action RPG, is coming to PC, Mac, Linux, and Nintendo Switch on January 17, 2019. So have fun throwing grenades. Mm. All right. So our question of the week, like two or three weeks ago, was what are your gaming goals of 2019? So we are actually going to have a staff column of our gaming goals for 2019. So please be excited. Um, even though Joshua wrote in because he wasn't able to be on the show, my gaming goal for 2019 is to play the greatest CRPG of all time, Final Fantasy VI. No, that's not a CRPG. <laughs> it's not a CRPG. That is not a CRPG. <laughs> he Chris, sent me a oh, message on... it said that. Oh, this is to trigger me. <laughs> yeah. I found reference material that supports my position that CRPGs are talking about Western-style isometric overhead games like Baldur's Gate 2. Not any game on the PC. Hey, Chris, ah! I made a I made a point to put that at the top of the list, even though it was ah! the last tweet or the last uh, feedback, yeah. just to annoy you. And he messaged me on Discord to let me know to put that in, just for you. Thank so, you so much. I'm I'm throwing him under the bus, but thank you. I had handed it too. No, I just really Chris appreciate and it. Phil are having a deep philosophical disagreement disagreement yeah. about what is a CRPG. It's hilarious. I'm pretty sure I'm to... correct, but it also doesn't matter. Well, here's the thing is, is I'm coming down on your side only because playing Final Fantasy VI Super Nintendo on an emulator on the computer does, does not, not count. No. He, does just, he no. should at least have to play the terrible Steam port. That's what I'm saying, if nothing else. See, I used to have the argument in reverse where I'd say that I liked RPGs and I had people correct me that said that, you know, you only like JRPGs. JRPGs, yeah. And it's like, why does it matter? Who cares? Well, I mean, and that's why it doesn't really matter. But also, if you're going to bother to classify something as a CRPG rather than just RPGs on the PC, I feel like CRPG makes it mean something else. And uh, it doesn't matter, though. Who cares? <sighs> Hi. What else we got? 
Uh, Shaman says, my 2019 goals are to beat a Tails game and sucker someone into giving me a Meltan and Melmetal so I can have a full living Pokedex ahead of the official Switch Pokemon game later this year. I think the Pokemon Bank will work with that. I haven't the foggiest. I hope so. I'm sure it will. So, um, Victor writes in and says, it, it would be nice if I could actually make a dent in my gaming backlog in 2019. I wouldn't need to buy another game until 2030 if I played through all the games I have waiting. Topping the list of I want to get around to these in 2019 are various Personas, including all the dancing games, Persona Q, the original Persona for PSP, Persona 2 Innocent Sin, and Persona 2 Eternal Punishment. I did finally getting around to the per- Persona fighting game in 2014. P4 Arena, P4 Arena Ultimax, and Blaze Blue Cross Tag. They're all visual novels with occasional battles. All right. Because you were asking about those, Chris. Mm-hmm. What, what was I asking about? I'm sorry. I'm, looking, I'm doing research right now. I shouldn't. Uh, da, 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 Persona 4 Persona Arena. 4 you were Arena. asking if the fighting yeah, games the, were good. They are visual novels with the occasional battle. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know if I can get a good consensus on whether or not the stories are good and worth reading. I mean, Victor says they have decent storytelling. Yeah, so all right. All right, Strawberry Eggs says, much like this year's gaming goals, I want to play and beat more games. I might have been able to beat one or two more games before January, but right now I've beaten the same amount of games in 2017 as I did in 2018. Uh, Krull says, kind of hoping Persona 5 Portable hits the Switch in 2019, but assuming it doesn't, I'm going to dust off my PS3, PSP, and play through P3 and Trails in the Sky. I also want to polish off Dragon Quest 4 and maybe Dragon Quest 5 too. Um, Bobby Watson says, my goal for 2019 is the same as my goal for 2018. Buy no games and just play what's in the backlog. As with 2018, I will probably do well for the first half of the year and then fail spectacularly. Oh, boy. There are a few games that I have tagged as high priority in the backlog, um, and I'm hoping I can get through some of them. Some of those. High priority targets are Persona 5, Near Automata, and the first Mass Effect, plus a bunch of shorter games like Child of Light and Bastion. And if you ever want to give us feedback... Oh, me? Yes, you! Me? Yeah, you! What? You can give us feedback in a variety of ways. Um, first of all, our email is podcast at rpgamer.com. And uh, as long as you're not uh, emailing us to offer to have crappy fake editorial news on our site, we would love to hear from you. You can call or text us at 608-729-4098. You can drop a comment in on the actual RPG cast on rpgamer.com. So just click on the podcast and then click on reply. You do need to register for an account, but it's really easy. You can tweet us. At RP Gamer. Yeah, the one bit of feedback I didn't include was um, Powell wanted us to have a cat cam. Powell, what if you if you put up that <laughs> JPEG that I sent you? That is literally what Ozzy is doing right now. Yeah. So more cats for the RPG cats. No we need to have a spinoff called RPG Cats. Why don't we just have a channel all twenty four seven that's just a, a camera on Simon's neck? <laughs> we could do that yeah. alright so what should be our question of the week um try it but what are, what game are you looking forward to most in 2019 yeah okay we're gonna be doing a, an upcoming games feature so that actually dovetails right into it um what 2019 game 
are you looking forward to the most? And luckily, mine, mine comes out right at the beginning of the year. Nice. All right. So, RBG's coming out this week. They're both January 11th. Mario and Luigi, Bowser's Inside Story, plus Bowser Jr.'s Journey. That's hitting the 3DS. And Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition is coming to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. So I have a week to finish Octopath before Vesperia gets hey, here. You better get out of that. I better. Yeah. We'll probably do that. I don't I, think I'll finish Superstar Saga in a week. I, I think I'll be able to, but it really depends on how much I can concentrate. So I don't know if I'm going to play match today. All right. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, me. Thanks, Alex and Alice. We had Thanks, to Alex take off a little Alice. bit early. Thank you, Del North, for an amazing Thank you, Del Norte. And uh, I think that's it for this week. So yes. hello to 2019. We're looking forward to having many podcasts for you this year. Yay, many. podcasts. Bye for now. Many. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 B